I realize we just came back from PodCon and handed out a bunch of business cards for people to listen to our <laughs> show about Futurama. And this um, one's not And then we did close. an episode not even remotely related to Futurama. <laughs> if you're someone who's just discovering the show and want to really know what it's all about, uh, maybe go back and listen to the previous episode. Yeah, it was a good um, one with cooking. It was a good one all about the time Bender learned how to cook. And uh, we also had some weird revelations about A1 steak sauce. And had, blow your mind. And had some... Uh, That's bi- the clickbait t- opening <laughs> to this episode. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we are actually doing something a little bit different. We're in between seasons. So if you remember last time... I wasn't here! Mike wasn't here. (laughs) We had friend of the podcast, Tema, fill in, and it was a lot of fun. It sure was um, great fun listening back on all the things you made fun of me for. Originally, we were going to try to get like a guest or something to come in. And with all the build up to PodCon, uh, time sort of got away from us. And so we have no guests. Yeah. So, uh, sorry for everybody that wanted to be guests because we did <laughs> we did make that call out there. And we got a, a, a lot of a lot of very excited people. And then it just kind of time got away from us. So. We might, you never know, you never know, people might uh, show up on this podcast that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I think we got maybe some things in the works, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, PodCon was a lot of fun. Oh, it was incredible. It was it was so great meeting a whole lot of great podcasters, listening to, you know, watching uh, live recordings of podcasts like uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, Subbones, Fantastic, also fantastic. And, uh, and uh, Still Buffering, and among others. And uh, meeting a whole lot of people that you know we've interacted with in some of our facebook podcasting groups that we follow but you know we got to meet a whole lot of great people yeah it was great so you know just want to throw a, a, a shout out to a lot of awesome people who probably aren't listening to this like the McElroy brothers uh hank and john green the um, creators of night vale the creators of night vale you know like a lot of people who put this all together um but also wanted to Thank all the panelists and and all the other shows that that we had never even heard of before. We went to a recording of the Black Guy Who Tips, which was actually a lot of fun. Oh, it was like great. never heard of it before, um, and it was a ton of fun. Also, want to throw some shout outs to a lot of the other podcasters that we met, um, and I've got a whole list of names here in. No particular order. It's literally just a stack of business cards, <laughs> whatever order they wound up in. Um, so thanks to Aaron and James of Unabashedly Obsessed. Uh, thanks to Elizabeth from Your Favorite Problematic, which is one of my favorite podcasts right now that I've been listening to. Thanks to Historical Hotties, Mike and Tiffany from Stool Pigeons, which is literally a podcast about poop and their elevator pitch for it is i i'm gonna go listen to a whole lot of this at this podcast it's gonna be Mm -hmm. so good i i'm very i the poop is very exciting (laughs) 
And yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, met a lot of great yeah. people. So thanks to all of them. Absolutely. And I believe in we might have a we might have a guest spot on you know a a, a podcast in the near future. Yeah, assuming we didn't totally blow the interview, uh, we will. Well, have... I mean, you know, you never know. <laughs> we we will uh, hopefully be on uh, one of the above mentioned yeah. podcasts. I'm so. I'm sure we'll uh, throw a link into our social media, and also we'll mention it here on the show when it when it's available. Absolutely. So I think that's all the PodCon stuff that yeah. we had. Um, so just you know, another shout out to all of them. Um, yeah, was... and and if we didn't mention you, it's not that we've. We're, you're not, but we met just so, so many people. people. Whoa! All right, <laughs> we are in sync on this one. Just, it was yeah. it was so wonderful. It, honestly, there were so many great people. I left there being, I mean, like you leave a convention kind of tired, but you also leave with the energy and the excitement and the um, inspiration of like talking with people that are your peers. We we are part of this community, and we want everybody to to just do great because that means we're going to do great yeah i mean we i've i know i missed some people in there just because we met so many yeah it's a great community and great uh great time i've been the last two days it's been really hard to do any work yesterday because i was exhausted yeah uh because we got into portland very late after uh after leaving but uh, today it was like I was thinking a lot about how I just kind of wanted to be back at PodCon. It was yeah. a, it was just that much fun. So, anyways, with all that said, uh, what we're going to be doing today for this sort of yeah, season are, break? What be- are we going to do today, Ben? Uh, well, we had the idea to talk about uh, some of the other uh, pop culture things that we are just really into. You know, kind of the background on the the stuff that we are into the stuff that made us us yeah so uh i I, yeah i i we we all have different influences and we come me and ben come to futurama with as different people with similar interests i believe mike uh you wanted to talk a little bit about weird al yankovic webster's dictionary defines (laughs) parody (laughs) go on (laughs) Uh, no, uh, I first started listening to Weird Al. I don't exactly know how, um, but in roughly sixth grade, as a lot of, I'm sure, people that find Weird Al in that kind of age. Yeah, I want to say that was probably about my time frame um, uh, as well. And and I, my first album was, I believe, Running With Scissors, because it was oh, the that's one with... A good album. Yeah, yeah. the one with the, uh, the Saga Begins, the parody of you know, Star Wars and uh, American Pie. Um, yeah. It's it's all he's always kind of been there for me because I've always like I started with that album, but I bought basically I've bought every album he's ever made except for some of the things that are super super hard to get and things like that, like the complete Al. Um, but I have been kind of a super fan. I mean, you know, I I've been I've seen him in concert multiple times. Um, he came by uh, a city close to my hometown when I was in the year 2000 i think and saw him live and then he w- came to the or- the oregon uh, uh lane county fair in eugene oregon um the biggest I- hobo jungle <laughs> in the yeah whatever yeah whatever it was from the Ho- last- hobo jungle eugene oregon yes indeed um and I, I i i basically dragged my wife to it and she's like i 
this was not for me. Somewhere there is a list of things you have dragged your <laughs> wife to that was not for her. Uh-huh. It, it, I mean, I could have tried to drag her to PodCon. Yeah. I'm that, glad I didn't, because I think I think <laughs> that harshing of the buzz would have been kind of rough. Uh, well, I mean, she's already got my brother, my brother on me twice. That's true. Uh, on that list. And yeah. Weird Al. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, the basically me and my wife are two people that love each other and have wildly different interests hey you know that's that's perfectly fine opposites attract that's which true. is a fact that i learned from a 1989 music video involving mc scat cat yeah and he was a I, cat. Fe- I feel like a lot of us learned about it's, opposites it, attracting from mc scat cat it's true <laughs> You know, I t- totally, I mean, tan- tangents on this what? podcast. What? But tangents on Back to the Futurama? Never. But I was literally, <laughs> like, it was a, um, it was lying in bed, you know, just trying to go to sleep, with, um, and my girlfriend was there, and I sa- sa- one of us said something about Opposites Attract, and then, well, so she's busy like trying to go to sleep i just keep going on about mc scat cat <laughs> it was the dumbest thing and i'm lucky that i'm not a single man mc scat cat man there you go so anyways so back op- to op- weird Al. opposites attract your wife uh <laughs> i'm sure yeah. enjoyed the being drugged to the weird owl yeah we we were sitting in the first three rows and during um uh, uh smells like nirvana he throws a bottle of water or like a, a cup of water onto the audience. And she kind of got the brunt of it and was not a huge <laughs> fan of that. <laughs> so she already doesn't want to be there. <laughs> exactly. And she's the one who gets what? 70, 80, 90% of that. I would say 80. I got a decent amount. I was, I, but we had a different opinions about that. You didn't like slow motion dive in front of her <laughs> to catch that uh water from weird al both to protect her and also as like you have been blessed by weird al himself it's true i did not do that i i he he does it in such a motion that seems so fluid and yet also so abrupt if that makes sense it's very it's very wild to to pay attention to okay um but but yes so so i've seen him in concert i have most of his i have all of his albums the the studio albums none of the compilations because i've most you've already got the studio yeah exactly um and you know i uh, like a lot of people like me i imagine there's a decent amount of people like me that listen to this podcast i was a nerd and i wasn't all that popular and you know things happen in middle school and everybody is trying to figure out their own way and you know how to deal with other people and react with them so i didn't have the best of times um but i knew that i could always go home and i could you know listen to weird al and then uh, watch futurama on sunday you know like it was like to me like that was me growing up because i'm always i i uh, spoiler alert i'm an introvert uh yes every everybody on this podcast is that's fair so (laughs) Uh, so it was just like, you know, like I'd come home, I'd you know, kind of wash my, wash my, like give the metaphorical washing off the day. Okay. And sit down, play video games, listen to Weird Al and watch dumb comedy television. Um, the, mo- the one that really sticks out to me personally is, uh, it's all about the Pentiums as I, oh, I remember that as, as my day job is with technology and, uh, I, 
I don't call up Bill Gates and call him money for short as much as I should. <laughs> um, okay. So, well, here's here's actually a question okay. for you because, you know, I've, I've known you for a, a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And I've known pretty much since the beginning that you are very much into Weird Al. But the thing I've never asked is what, what is it about specifically Weird Al that really just captures you into being such the fan that you are having all the albums being in the third row uh i almost said letting him get your wife wet but that's whoa (laughs) (laughs) with water (laughs) by throwing water onto her my goodness (laughs) on back to the futurama um what is it that makes me such a fan of weird al uh-huh. I think part of it is that he is incredibly clever. Um when he writes a parody, um it's not like, you know, he just like adds farts and butts and stuff all over the place. Farts and butts and stuff is kind of the easy way to go. Exactly. He's always like j- going two to three steps forward. You know, he could have done like the songs I just mentioned. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all you know, in the Pentiums from Benjamins and it's, you know, the saga begins about Star Wars Episode One about American Pie. Like, I I will give you that. I mean, like the uh, it's uh, I I heard it from somewhere, so don't take me at face value on this. But I heard when he wrote the uh, saga begins, mm-hmm. like he wrote most of that before even seeing the movie. Like, yeah, he he, he came up with, and it's it's so perfect considering yeah. like most of that was written blind. Well, it was written from what I understand. It, it, it's mostly that he he writ, wrote a lot of it on the rumors because he's kind of, I mean, it, the, you're kind of tangential to Hollywood at that point because he had made a movie and he had made a television show. Um, which are also great, and we'll I'll probably transition into talking about those in a moment. But he did. He was going on rumors, and then he was invited to see a, a screening, and he's like, "Oh, I only have to change one or two things." So it was really impressive that he did that off of the the rumors and didn't have to change a whole lot. That, that's doing your homework for sure. sure. And and even more recent ones like a uh, uh, word crimes, like you can, he he's using he's making grammar funny and good to listen to and it's not like he is uh he's not a talented musician in his own right like he's he's built his own like he makes pastiches of different uh artists like he's done you know weezer he's done the foo fighters not parroting a specific song but like kind of their style this is Yeah. yeah he's taking their style and kind of just tweaking it slightly to fit that world um, and I think the cleverness has always drawn me in and the fact that he always asks, he always asks the original yes, artist. I like that. That is a very classy move. It, I have always appreciated that about Weird yes. Al. He, he asks the artist, Hey, uh, I would like to do a parody of this. Will you allow me to do this? There are some artists that say no and have said no. Um, and unfortunately we may never actually get a, uh, Weird Al parody of a Prince song because Prince very famously never said yes but there's also um like paul mccartney's uh live and live and let die was Mm -hmm. never officially allowed to become a parody he sometimes does it at live shows but he doesn't release it because of the vegetarianism that uh, paul mccartney has and weird al turned it into chicken pot pie okay yeah that's (laughs) that's um um which is actually kind of funny because weird al became i believe he's vegan 
Really? I believe he's vegan. Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah, from somebody that went from a movie where he ate a Twinkie Wiener sandwich on 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 the on film to I believe being vegan. He's at least vegetarian. Okay. So on on that note, um I do want to jump over real quick to the movie UHF. Oh yes. Because I still haven't seen it. So our right. friends group has a list of movies that we have all contributed to things that that our movies we kind of want the rest of the group to see mm-hmm. that uh, they haven't uh, your uh, sole contribution to this date, i don't know about that i think i added uh this is spinal tap though i think that's what i added as well your sole solo contribution because Fair. because tema definitely included yeah i, I got sponsorship well. on that one um your sole solo contribution is uhf uh we still haven't actually sat down and watched it your wife famously hates it famous my wife hates a lot of the movies <laughs> it's I like. on her business card i hate uhf um i i i just i don't i don't think it's very professional but she kind of <laughs> sticks with it so um yeah i i I, I just, I try to share the things that I love. And as you know, I mean, I do a podcast about one of the things I, I love. I want to share it with the people that I care about and I want to share it with the world. Like, uh, I know people know about Weird Al, but they just know about him as the weird guy that does parodies. And that's fine. Like, he does, but he does a whole lot of other stuff too. And he, I think he's clever and smart in his own right and he doesn't get enough credit for those things. Um, UHF probably was not... It wasn't a great movie. Okay. It was it was a very specific movie for a very specific kind of person. But you know, I I believe personally that you can have a movie that is maybe not on its own a great movie, but it can be enjoyable for what it is. Sure. And I don't think it's like a cult movie because there are definitely cult movies like bad good because it's bad. Right. Like The Room or something like that. Um I don't think UHF is poorly made. I don't think I don't think it's a bad movie. I mean, it's it's just it's a movie made for you. It's a movie made for me and people like me because it's very it's basically Weird Al's music put into a movie form because of like it's it follows a pretty straight up structure. Um, not to spoil it for you, Ben, that you haven't seen it, but I won't give you details. Um, but like every tw- 12 minutes, there's another parody being added. Like the Conan the Barbarian is turned into Conan the Librarian things like that like okay like weird out one point kind of daydream or george george newman his name um daydreams at one point and becomes rambo it's like why why not so he's always doing these kind of parody things and and i think um especially i i watched weird owls behind the music shocker um, I, I actually watched that too. Um, and I like his comment about how he, he thought it was weird that he was picked to do that because he's never had a, a drug scandal, a sex scandal. <laughs> um, he never caught, got caught like stealing other people's music. Um, because you know, he asks, yeah. um, he like just all of that stuff. He's like, I don't have scandals. Why do you want to do this? And I thought that was very, yeah cool of him uh but i did learn from that i think it was that that um he when he was doing uhf the studio which i believe was orion was like okay we've got batman and we've got uhf the two big summer hits (laughs) and it's (laughs) and i mean don't swing and a miss they didn't do bad with batman let's be honest like it it was oh i wasn't batman wasn't (laughs) the swing or the miss in this uh i mean i i i love I, I mean, as somebody that loves this movie and will will evangelize for it, there are 
they were wrong. They were 100% wrong. They put their weight behind it and it kind of flopped on them. But it's not a bad movie. It's, again, like I, th- I think it's for a specific humor style of person. Okay. So uh, the only other question I have about you and Weird Al is favorite album. Oh, you. Oh, my goodness. Right? There's so many. I think I really like... Um, Oh man, there's just so many. Like off the deep end is so good. Um, Bad hair day is so good. Alapalooza is so good. Um, I'll also take favorite specific song. That's also hard. They're also you got to give me one, Mike. Uh, I think uh, because I mentioned it earlier, I'm I identify very much with it's all about the Pentiums. Okay. Um, other things in that like white and nerdy is very good it's true to us for it's sure very true. we are both white and nerdy so i i mean like those are the things that really grab me but like i i love i used to like love listening to uh an original called airline amy okay i'm not he, i'm not actually familiar with it i think it was i'm not sure which album it off it might be off of uh smells Le- or the uh, off the deep end okay and it's him like pining for this airline uh pilot flight attendant flight attendant okay and that she should go out with him because he had his seat back in the full upright position <laughs> and it's just he like like a lot of the love songs end up having him like fly off the handle and like be super creepy or something like that so a, a, a lot of those are there for comic effect and i i i i don't know why i i was like this airline amy song it knows me. <laughs> okay. It understands me. But like, uh, I, I mean, like, uh, even the uh, the polka medleys that he puts. On oh, I love the polka so medleys. Great. Those are. I think those are bri- like a lot of people go to his parodies. I think the polka medleys are maybe some of his best stuff. Agreed. And I th- I really do like the pastiches, like um, uh, Skipper Dan, off of. I think that was off of Straight Outta Linwood. Okay, I might be wrong on that was a pastiche of Weezer, which is another one of my favorite things. Like I loved Weezer. Um, we will, we'll leave it at loved. Okay. Um, but, but it's very good to that Weezer sound and like, I, I, I just adore it. So I'm going to wrap that up here, but I will point out, ask for one favorite song or album. And you gave me about 10 songs. So that's fine. I, <laughs> it's okay. It's like, I get it. I'm sorry, Ben. Wh- which one is your favorite child? <laughs> George. Well. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, well, I'm sorry, Julia. Angela and Julia and... Oh, see, now you're adding more. So many children. I know. They're all just running around. Just running around. Why do you think it's so hard to record this podcast? <laughs> I got like 30 children running around. Um, I don't know even where you got these. But George is definitely my favorite. So, I mean, if you have a favorite. Oh, I do. <laughs> Always okay. play favorites. Always. That's good parenting. Uh, okay, Ben. What what do you want to talk about? So, I struggled a lot coming up with what I wanted to talk about today because okay. I have I have a couple of things. Um I thought maybe about talking about Star Wars, but with the new Star Wars coming out, I was like it's kind of on the nose. Sure. Um and uh, I think what I find, like, I'm literally making the t- this decision right now, uh, live on the podcast. This is a live exclusive. It's it's a little, it strays a little bit from the concept of pop culture, but I think 
I'm going to go with Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think that strays from pop culture at all. Um, so the reason that I wanted to, or the reason I've been thinking about it so much is that at PodCon, we went to the the Adventure Zone Zone, mm-hmm. which is a podcast about a podcast by the people who do the podcast. <laughs> uh, about um, So the Adventure Zone, for those who aren't familiar, is the McElroy brothers and their father do a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun, and I definitely recommend it um, if you haven't listened to it. Uh, it's so very good. It's actually, it's what you you suggested me to listen to that got me into the McElroy's. So. Yeah, and, and it that podcast got me into D&D. So. Right. So everybody wins. We um, sure do. But so it's it's a sort of a Q&A about their process in making the podcast. Pretty and much, yeah. one of the things that stuck with me is that somebody at the panel asked... They asked the McElroys because two of them are very new fathers, like within mm-hmm. the last year. Um, uh, and then Justin has one already and then another on the way. Mm-hmm. Like, when they grow up, are you going to get them to play D&D? Their answers across the board were, you know, if they want to. Sure. But the thing that really stuck with me is that Griffin talked about when he was at his local gaming store and how they had a a sort of meetup for kids to go and play D D. Oh, yeah. kids from like what was it like eight to 13 i think it was six to ten i think he said uh, somewhere <laughs> we can't agree on it but it's somewhere in that range somewhere in that range and just how he thought it was like the coolest thing oh yeah just a bunch of kids getting together and telling stories and and you know playing these awesome games and the thing that really stuck with me too is that he was also like, I should have given it a chance earlier sure. in in my life um, because he always thought it was too nerdy and and that kind of thing. Yeah, I and, I, I mean I identified with Griffin in that moment because I didn't try it until you DM'd it for us. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Uh, your first game was the one that I ran um, last year. Exactly. So I've been I've been really thinking about that a lot. And it, it kind of struck home with me at just how much Dungeons and Dragons has influenced my life. Uh, because I started playing, my, my first campaign was in 2002. Okay. It was uh, old uh, uh, third edition, the original third edition. And I had no idea what I was doing. My first character was Swinky, the half elf <laughs> bard. There you go. Um, Back before bards were actually good. Sorry, 3.0, but you were bad at bards. And, <laughs> okay. But it was still a ton of fun. And it was it was this neat thing. Because I grew up playing RPGs. I played Final Fantasy, you know, 1, 2, uh, well, US 2 and 3, which is 4 and 6. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. We could talk um, about the Final Fantasy stuff Final, for a long time. Final Fantasy time. 6 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Chrono Trigger Mm-hmm. One of my favorite games oh, of all of time, Earthbound. One of my favorite, mm-hmm. like all of these great RPGs, and it was awesome to finally be in a setting where, like, you can do anything, and everything has consequences, but you can do them. If you right. want to punch the innkeeper in the face because you feel he's charging you too uh, too much for ale, you can punch him in the face, and it's going to have consequences. Yeah, but you can do it. Like, you're not limited to what a game engine does. Right. 
And the amount of friendships and the amount of stories that I have about all of these Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaigns is just an amazing thing to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've branched out into you know other game systems as well, like World of Darkness and and that kind of stuff, um, Pathfinder, uh, what have you. But Dungeons and Dragons was always just this amazing way for me to flex my creativity. I don't know that there's a back to the Futurama without Dungeons and Dragons because I growing up was a, a very shy kid. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to anybody. Um, But it, and it also just helped me, you know, helped me break out of that shell. It helped me kind of flex that creative muscle. Okay. And, I do honestly think that, like, you know, I, I'm probably not here doing this podcast if I didn't have that outlet and and be able to see that, you know, being social and uh, getting around and telling stories is a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that's um, that's what I, I felt like talking about uh, yeah. for sure. You've told me in the past that you kind of ended up being the default dm more more times than not yes um because your friends just didn't want to do it uh, that, that's the half truth i had uh, most of my friends weren't interested i had one other friend who was just bad at it okay <laughs> <laughs> like really bad sure i mean as somebody that uh has recently uh not dm'd but gm'd um like i recognize that that's a lot of work it's a lot of work but it's also just so I mean, it was it was bad to the point where it's like we were playing in this game where we had to um, assassinate these three world leaders in this uh, fantasy setting. And for whatever reason, these three leaders convened in this uh, room that had a balcony. Okay. And so the uh, we were all up on this balcony and we're like, okay, we're going to aim at the three three leaders and shoot our crossbows at the same time and then he was like okay so the first crossbow bolt goes off and then the guards jump in the way i'm like no 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 same time right like there's no time for guards to jump in and like he wouldn't let us do it and it was the dumbest thing so he was just a bad gm sure um but yes i i tend to uh play the role of uh dungeon master uh, which, if you're not familiar with D and D, it's the person who who kind of controls the world. They they control all the characters that the players aren't playing. Right. They sort of set up the story. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of my default role. And um, while I think in high school it was sort of a thing I did grudgingly, uh, later in life it's sort of like I really like being in that role, so I'm pretty cool with okay. it. Okay. Um, so you would you say that you prefer being the DM or like let's say you know we we've had some games recently where either I have been a GM or or we've had other DMs. Do you prefer those games? Like what what are what what do you prefer? There are benefits to both for sure. Um, the nice thing about being a player in a game is that you sort of have your own character you can really focus in on what makes your character great write up a whole backstory have whole character arcs um you know i i have some great characters that i've played uh, and some bad ones like some that didn't work out like i'm not a good lawful 
uh, good character. Okay. It's, I find it really boring and I can't do it. Um, sure. But I've also had some characters that are just amazing and fun. And I will tell those stories uh, until the end of time. So that's great. But in general, I think it's it's a lot of work. But I think I tend to prefer running games because I think the best times I've ever had playing D&D are when I run a game and everybody at the table is just like, wow, that was amazing. And I just, I made, well, I mean, it's a collaborative thing. All the players definitely contribute, but I, I facilitated this great story, this, you know, this session where there's, you know, four hours of great fun for everybody. Um, or, you know, just random fun thing like the, I, I, we're just going to dunk on your wife a whole lot on this podcast (laughs) because there was the session I ran where, uh, your wife's character kept getting eaten by gelatinous cubes. (laughs) She hates them (laughs) just with a passion. And then uh, <laughs> Gelatinous Cube came up in another campaign. She's like, I don't trust it. It was Yeah, no, it was great because like it was just a, it was a series of, of unlucky rolls. But she just kept I, I put him up against some gelatinous cubes and <laughs> it was just the, the cube kept eating her and then she couldn't escape. And it was I felt so bad for her, but it's just it's a great, hilarious, amazing thing now. Um, yeah, there were a lot of stories that came out of that campaign, like us uh, basically defeating a polyp. Do you remember that? Where where uh-huh. we're like, let's just hit this softly, and then it won't explode with poison. It had one HP, and then <laughs> it exploded with poison, and you almost died. Yeah, I almost died. It, it was, was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> is is uh, so as as a a, a DM. Do you kind of how how do you feel about t- different types of players? There are players that kind of go with the flow with the story. There are people that kind of try to break and make decisions based on that. But there's also people that are really interested in role play. Do you have any like tips as a maybe a tips as a DM or things to look out for, and any preferences in that way? Um. So tips as a DM. Um. Whatever you plan, your players are going to break it. Okay. 100% of the time. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> uh, not to take over your thing, but I did GM a game of uh, uh, a little known game known, known as Midway City, and I had four things planned. And we did the fifth. <laughs> so I basically <laughs> came up with, a, I think, three hours just off the dome. Yep. Um, but... Honestly, like I, I would say just lean into that. It's gotten to the point now where in any given session, I sort of have a beginning and an end point. Okay. And what happens in between is all up to the players. Uh, but I really live in that chaos. Um, like I, uh, my girlfriend ran a game for all of us. Uh, and she was asking me for advice and I gave her that advice. And she was like, no, I can't do that because yeah. she's all about planning. And I was like... I mean, but that's how I do it. Sure. I it's it's like a, a four hour long improv session to me. Like I'm just is. I'm rolling with the punches the whole time. Um especially since she was she ended up kind of taking a campaign that we that you could buy. Yeah, it was it was a module. So mm-hmm. yes, a module. And that was our campaign for that, and we all kind of like it 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 wasn't a great module for the group we were in. It was it was a bit rough. It was more of an advanced module for uh our gr- 
it was a little too advanced for our group, which was mostly newer players. Sure. Um, and and a new DM. Right. Um, so so do you have any thoughts about um homebrew versus modules? I've never used a module in my life because okay, I because I love well I love creating the world. Yeah. I really do. Like the thing the thing is I will once now that I've I've DM'd games, I will just be walking down the, th- the street one day and I will be like hey, you know what would be a great idea? A D&D game all of the gods are replaced by dragons and everybody worships dragons and dragons are the creators and keepers of the world and all the clerics serve dragons and what can I do with that? I ran a game like that. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Um, it ended pretty early because then I moved to Portland. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of my thing. Sure. Yeah. It, it, you know, I... I I can I definitely look up to you when it comes to DMing things because you've done it so often you have a whole lot of experience and I think you do a really great job. No, oh, thank you. I'm not fishing for compliments, but I'm pretty badass about it. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm not fishing for compliments, <laughs> but I know I rock. Right. You don't need to fish <laughs> for compliments when the compliments just jump into your boat. Yeah, that's true. They just flop. <laughs> they're just they're in there and they're big, flopping around, being like big floppy great. compliments. Yeah, you're great. All up in you're my wonderful. Uh huh. <laughs> More compliments. Get in the boat. <laughs> yeah, where I'm just like, I'm trying to throw a net in there and get in just a boot. Mm-hmm. Like Leela. <laughs> You're the Leela of DMs. <laughs> Wait. What is, Wait, okay. yeah, what does that even mean? Well, yeah, that, I mean, I, I love playing D&D with you. I really do. Um, I mean, I think the only other thing I have to add, because uh, I, I was talking about this to somebody um, on Facebook uh, about a month ago, where... It's this awesome thing now where when I started playing in high school back in third edition, it still was this really nerdy thing. Sure. Like, I remember being in high school and the the guy next to me in class was talking about, oh, well, Vin Diesel was on some uh, late night program and he was talking about how he's a D&D player and that's just so freaking nerdy and I, th- I thought Vin Diesel was cool and like it was this real like mark of shame where you know it was this weird thing you had to hide because it was a super nerdy thing sure and now like you know you've got real play podcasts like like the adventure zone and a mm-hmm. lot of people are into that storytelling and you get all kinds of people who are trying D&D for the first time and 5th edition makes it really easy to do that mm-hmm. you know all of these people are are after years and years of thinking it's just this really nerdy thing, they're getting into it and they're loving it. And I love seeing that. I love seeing all these these people who probably admittedly would have made fun of me 10 years ago for sure. playing post Facebook updates with like, you know, these pictures of this this pile of dice and little figures and D&D books. And it just, it fills my heart with so much joy yeah. to see that because... I love everything about that. I love the collaborative storytelling and the stats and the combat and rolling dice. And I own way too many dice at this point because yes. once you buy your first set, you're an addict for it, life. It's like Pringles. Once you once you pop, you can't stop. Yep. And by um, pop, I mean by dice. So yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's just great that it's it's uh, something that's really kind of found a, a second wind. I mean. 
Oh, sure. Um, like, I, I 100% recognize that because anytime I have a hobby that people really like and that, like, a lot of people rush into, it's like, yeah, like, we should all love this. This is awesome. Like, it's not a, I knew it first, which I know is the... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm hipster AF. Well, yes, so. that's fair. But, like, <laughs> it's very exciting to have new people to talk about this with, like... Like, oh, you you play D&D? Let me tell you a story about this time I was a ranger and I nearly died because I did a stupid thing. Because you tried to kill a gas balloon. Yeah, or like... You, you tried to slightly wound a balloon full of gas and it exploded on you and you almost died because you were a level one character. Okay, I, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> um, but no, like, like we could tell stories back and forth with people that we would have never assumed would have liked this but they are into it and that i think that like sharing it with people is really fascinating and really really yeah, lovely absolutely um so i would i would just say to anybody listening who hasn't tried D before um if the idea of like collaborative storytelling and uh you know admittedly yeah, a whole book full of rules but like if that idea appeals to you, um, I would definitely say now's the time to get in. I mean, it's more accessible than ever. Absolutely. And, um, you know, see if you can find a, a group of players to, you know, maybe give it a shot. Yeah. Or or even then, I, I know that a lot of game stores have like the Adventurers League where they ha- just run a D&D game every Friday or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you just, can just, just join in. Give it a shot. I mean, it's not going to be for everybody. Um, That's fair. But, you know, it's it's something that i i never would have thought i would have gotten this into and um and look at you now and look at me now um so yeah i think that's all i had to say about that unless you have any other questions i Um, I don't have any more questions but yeah i mean i just i we we always do sort of a a break between seasons and you know this was a good chance to maybe get to to know what makes us tick a little bit more and and i hope you you at home uh, got to know us a little bit better in a in a not uh, loud room where we were trying to have conversations with the rest of Podcon. Yeah, so um, um, I think that that's everything we got. Yep. Um, I mean, we'll we'll be back next week with our regular episodes uh, starting season four. Wow, which is exciting. What even is the next episode, man? Welcome to Ben Google's that corner. We can't get out of an episode without one of these corners. I'm not. I'm not Google. Oh, of course, once made me use my password. I was signing into my Google Drive <laughs> where I have a spreadsheet with all of this. Well, I mean, you're using Google to get to it. I'm putting it in the corner. Oh, and then I need to do my two-factor authentication, <laughs> which is a good security practice, and I recommend everybody do two-factor Agreed. authentication Agreed. for their Google account. It's just a little annoying when you are on a podcast trying to do this. <laughs> the next episode of Futurama that we will be covering is... Kiff gets knocked up a notch. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be we're getting one. right into it next week. So, yeah, stay tuned for next week. We'll talk about Kiff gets knocked up a notch. First episode of the brand new season four. Ooh. And uh, I think that's all I got this week. Yeah, same. So again, thanks to everybody at PodCon, people who were running PodCon, people we met at PodCon. And Um, thanks to you that weren't at PodCon. I forgot to mention this in all my thanks. We met our first fan. That's true. We we met 
somebody who had discovered our podcast just from somebody who was looking up Futurama podcasts. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Kelly for being the first fan we've ever met. It was the most surreal experience it's of my entire life. So crazy. Yeah, I can't believe I almost forgot to, to I, thank I know, you for I, that. It was, it, there was just so many things. <laughs> but thank you so much. It was it was wonderful to meet you. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, we met a fan, Mike. That's, yeah. We're we're on the way. This this podcast that I thought would have two subscribers, you and me. I think that means next year, PodCon two, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. We gotta have a live show. Let's talk to our best friends, the McElroys, yeah. make that happen. Well, I mean, through your best <laughs> friend Lynn Manuel Miranda, it seems like it's, we an, should... it's an easy path from there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Great job. Uh, but even to the other uh, fans out there who weren't at PodCon that we didn't get to meet. Uh, we always appreciate you listening. Um, if you want to get in contact with us and talk to us about Futurama, if you want to talk about Weird Al or Dungeons and Dragons, our other mm-hmm. nerdy pursuits <laughs> that we are into, you know, if you want to talk about anything, just send us an email back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Back to Futurama. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Back to Futurama. And we are we are on Apple Podcasts, so rate us, review us, subscribe, and send it to a friend, and uh, probably send them the previous episode. But still, send it to a friend so that yeah, they send, can... don't don't start them out with this episode. This is not please. a prototypical episode, but yeah, but send it to your friends. Like, uh, send it to your friends. You know, the the best way we spread is through word of mouth. So the more people who listen to this podcast, the more likely it is that I meet other fans in person. And it'll totally freak my brain out because it was no no joke the most surreal experience of my life. <laughs> it was it was pretty wonderful. Um, it was great. It was one hundred. So yeah, Kelly, I can't thank you enough for uh, listening and and actually meeting <laughs> us. It I know. was so amazing. I, I still some of the things that happened at PodCon. I'm still just I can't believe happened. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us this week. Um. So, uh, again, we'll be back next week with a normal episode. Kiff gets knocked up a notch. So you can look forward to that. And until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. Tomorrow.